And he said, did you believe it? And I just remembered looking down and I said, no. And you know what he said? He goes, it's okay. You say it enough, you believe it. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to this episode of Alopecia Life. Today's guest is Caroline Alanis. March is Autoimmune Awareness Month, and Caroline and I talk about the Color Street Autoimmune Awareness Inner Strength Nail Art that is available only during the month of March. She also shares her alopecia story and how important it is to remember positive feedback with self-affirmation. Caroline discovered the impact of how sharing her own story could help others after becoming a member of the International Alopecia Community in 2015. Caroline, welcome to Alopecia Life today. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I've seen you on Alopecia Facebook pages as a support person and Something that we're going to talk about during our interview is going to be talking about Color Street and their campaign that they've got going this month for Autoimmune Awareness Month. But let's start off right now. Let's just dive right into your alopecia story. My alopecia, my hair loss actually started when I was only four years old. I started losing my hair and my parents told me that it happened within a two-week period. I was born in the Philippines and they went to doctors and they really didn't want to give me any type of treatment at the time. And I was born in in 1967. So, you know, I'm kind of old. I, you know, in the Philippines, it was a little bit different because the culture was very different. I was teased a lot, but my parents were able to kind of help me with that because I went to Catholic schools and everything. It kind of changed when I came to the States in 1976, I believe. And I started going to school without a wig. And I just had a bandana on. And that's when the, you know, I suffered a lot of bullying. Mm -hmm. Actually, my first day of school, somebody pulled my my bandana off. And that was the first time that ever happened in my life. Mm -hmm. And I believe I was nine or 10. I remembered I I just went home and I think I got really sick, like I had gotten a fever because of such trauma that I suffered. My parents convinced me the following year to wear a wig. I still suffered from bullying because at that point, everyone in school knew that I was wearing a wig. But, you know, eventually school got easier a little bit. And I I made friends and they helped protect me. But the biggest change was in high school. I actually skipped eighth grade. So I was able to go to a totally different school than everybody else that knew that I had alopecia. Mm -hmm. And that's when all the big secret began that about me wearing a wig. Mm -hmm. Technically, nobody knew I wore a wig. Only if people knew it was a wig because it looked like a wig, especially back then, Mm -hmm. the wigs did look pretty, you know, like a wig. Growing up bald was not easy. And I always just wanted to blend in. I never wanted to stand out. Although I had parents 
that actually always told me that I was meant to stand out. I've always known that, but I've always known that it's scary to stand out. So I just really wanted to blend in. But I think the, the weird part about it was in high school, I was very popular. Deanne, I never wanted to be because uh, with popularity comes all the, mm, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. But I was always chosen to do solos in choir. I was also, you know, encouraged to do plays, to do fashion shows. And I was even nominated to be in a, like a homecoming queen senior in high school, you know. And I mean, you know, I would do it, but I would do it just because, you know, it felt good to be nominated to do all these things. But then I still would hide. You know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't really go out a lot. I would just go home right after school. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my parents tried to always shelter me. My father passed away when I, when I was only 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And he was the rock of our family. He was, you know, really strong. I remember a memory of him one day because uh, I was with a bunch of my girlfriends. And my girlfriend says, oh, I'd rather be blind and bald because you know i grew up appreciating everything i had mm -hmm. and of course i i would answer oh no i'd rather be bald than be blind my parents <laughs> says i'm lucky but you know when you're with mm -hmm. a bunch of girls you're like 11 or 12 you know and with their that was marcia brady days when <laughs> the long hair was you know like you you brushed it a hundred times right you know she says oh no i'd rather be blind and bald and when mm -hmm. i came home i was pretty heartbroken Right. And I told my dad, you know, hey, he's like, what's wrong? And I told him what had happened. Well, what was your response? Like, well, of course I told her I'd rather be bald and blind. And he said, did you believe it? And I just remembered looking down and I said, no. Mm. And you know what he said? He goes, it's okay. You say it enough. You believe it. Mm, I love and that. Absolutely. And then in those things, Deanne, I kind of put in the back burner. Mm -hmm. because, you know, the hiding still existed. So all my life, you know, fast forward, I'm married now with three kids. And this was in, in the summer of 2015. It was when I came out. I think I was like 48 when I came out. Yeah. And I forgot that I was hiding because I've hidden for so long. Yeah. And I forgot I walked in fear all of my life because I did and I didn't even think I did you know I walked in fear if my wig was going to come off if people would actually know that it's a wig right you know because it's yeah. such a big secret I mean I even taught my girls to keep it a secret right right yeah so that's a really interesting point and you you did a project with click for hope that you um, talked about your story. And so a lot of what you're saying is within that story. And when you talk about your girls and your husband and kind of just carrying on that secret into your marriage and into your family, I, I totally understand that. So much of your story is parallel with mine. I'm like a little bit younger than you, a few years, but pretty much grew up in the 70s, 80s, right? Mm -hmm. So the the culture was yeah, you put a wig on it and you don't talk about it and the kids try to rip it off. And, and it was a daily occurrence, right? Always trying to just keep that wig from being yes. tugged off. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you talk about 
your girls. You have three girls. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember also saying to my kids, you know, you talk about that in the Click for Hope piece that you did where you wouldn't let your your kids' friends come around. And I did that with my daughter, you know, these new kids in the neighborhood. And I was just coming to terms with how I was looking and was I going to wear a wig or whatever. So I get that. And and that takes, that sends a real interesting message, right? Especially to girls, I think, yeah. to, to our daughters, right? Yes. Yeah. Because we're saying one thing, you know, empower so yourself. You're beautiful mm-hmm. inside out. <laughs> yes. And then absolutely, totally. And, you know, of course, to a mother, they're always so beautiful and perfect. Mm -hmm. And they would tell me, mom, but you're different. You're so strong. And I said, it's not being strong. It's about just saying, I'm not going to let this conquer everything inside me. One thing that my parents taught me was self-love. See, I knew I was beautiful. Nobody had to tell me. And that was embedded in me. I think that as parents, it's all a learning experience, right? What we learn from our parents and what we, what we share with our children, you know, they're so lucky that you've had, you know, this change of heart about your alopecia, you know, knowing that you didn't want to have a secret anymore. And they were actually able to see that change in you. And I'm sure that that taught them so much and because they were all adults at that time. Yes, they were. I mean, When I joined that alopecia group, international alopecia group on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know, I just felt like all, like I didn't have anything in common with the adult women and men who felt really, truly bad and was feeling a loss from losing their hair. Mm -hmm. I couldn't relate to that because I never suffered a loss. Mm -hmm. I never knew what it was like to have hair. I just know what it's like to grow up bald Mm -hmm. and wear a wig. Mm -hmm. And so when the parents and the children, when they started post, that's when it literally tore me up because I never realized what my parents went through looking at me and feeling all the fears Mm -hmm. and and their heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And then when I say that, it's not their heartbroken, not in a heartbroken in that sense, but a heartbroken as far as, is my daughter ever going to get married? Is my daughter going to have children? Will somebody like my daughter? I never knew those were their fears. A, you know, they never told me their fears, but I also never saw that. Mm -hmm. So then I started telling the parents, oh my God, your child is so strong and he's perfect or she's perfect and beautiful in every way. And as I was telling them and giving them advice in what to do for their child, it dawned on me that was me. I was that strong mm. little girl. Yeah, I was that perfect little girl. You know, when I was coming out, I had reached out to Anthony Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. I had just started seeing all his interviews about alopecia. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I know what it's like to hide because, you know, I was trying to not let people know what I was hiding underneath all my makeup. And then I was like, wow, I, I go, I feel like that. And You know what he says, do a lot of self-love. And then I'm like, "Ah, I love myself. Mm -hmm. But when I really dissected what love truly was, I looked at how I loved my children Mm. and how there is nothing about them I would love less. There's nothing they can do in the world that I would love them less. 
nothing. And that was the unconditional love. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, I used to do those daily affirmations in front of a mirror. And I never knew why until like the memories just really started to come about how my dad used to make me look at the mirror all the time Hmm. and tell myself how beautiful I was and how strong I was Mm -hmm. and how perfect I was. And even to this day, I'll do it. And to this day, I'll tell my girls, have you done your daily affirmations? (laughs) We're trying, mom, you know. (laughs) But I never truly realized some of the things that I used to do when I was younger really has impacted who I am today and how I feel about myself. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I think that really hits deep for so many, especially the parents who are listening right now. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about your support group. I know you're not meeting in person right now, of course, because of COVID, but you were meeting monthly. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. I have a group here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I started it shortly after I came out, I believe in 2015 of October. I had met some people in that international group and they're like, oh, you're in Chicago. Then next thing you know, we were all having dinners, you know, and just, and it's not really, you know, where we go in a circle. It's more like a gathering. Yeah. Nice. Um, I try to have Christmases here at the house. We used to have it, you know, once a month and it really is very uplifting. There was one young lady, she was in her twenties. Well, she's in her twenties and she goes to college. She messaged me after one of the dinners and she says, I want to just thank you for creating a space that I felt normal again, Mm -hmm. that I felt good to be just around people just like me. Well, I didn't feel like I stood out. It's a place where we gather and we're just like everybody else. You know, we're no different than anyone with here. Yeah. I love that she said that to you. And I I know how much you can connect to that and and me too, because it's that moment when we meet other people, right? Where we go, wait a minute. I feel like these people get me. This is, it's an incredible feeling. This is one weird part. I think one anniversary of uh, my husband and I, like we were just in a festival in Chicago Mm -hmm. and he saw a ball guy and he goes, honey, I think he has alopecia. And I looked and I saw this big, strong man and he did, right? <laughs> and I was going to go up to him, but he was talking to a couple of ladies and I'm like, mm, I'm not going to ruin his game right now, you know? <laughs> and, um, but you know, I stayed close. And then he actually excused himself and he said, Hey there. And he goes, do you have alopecia? I go, I do. He, then he just hugged me <laughs> and we were like, like brothers and sisters. Yes. And sometimes I have to back up a little bit because I can be overwhelming too, because I'm so friendly too, you know, that sometimes if, if a person is a little shy, then I have to like, okay, maybe they're not huggers, you know, (laughs) but, (laughs) but yeah, me and Jimmy, like, we'll, we'll connect. He is just so special when you meet someone, Mm -hmm. like you said, because it doesn't matter. Our journeys are different, but what we feel is the same. We just connect and you know that like you just feel like you're true family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I have gotten a lot of alopecia daughters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fantastic. Love that story. Let's talk about Color Street because that's a, a big reason why we're talking today. It's about the Alopecia Awareness Campaign for yes. the March. Yeah. yeah. Fill me in because I I don't sure. know I don't know nearly enough about Color Street. Okay. Well, Color Street actually was founded by Mr. Park. I hope I don't get the story wrong, but he created and invented this dry nail polish. It's a hundred percent nail polish. Like you apply it mm-hmm. like a sticker, you could say, but it's a hundred percent nail polish and it's 95% dry. I joined color street in August of 2019 just for the discount, but I just fell in love with it. And everybody that knew me says, how contagious I am when it comes to like my nails and I went from not ever doing my nails anymore to always doing them like once a week even (laughs) twice a week because it really only takes 10 to 15 minutes to put them on so to give back Mr. Park would actually every month have a design for a sickness or a disease Mm -hmm. and he gives back to a few organizations and I remember putting for an alopecia awareness set and then, you know, they, they just would answer, yes, you know, we'll definitely see what we could do. And then I think a lot more alopecians and a lot more people with autoimmune conditions just started asking and giving their feedback mm-hmm. and putting an autoimmune disease awareness set. And so when they came out, I was just so happy that they had selected the National Alopecia Arietta Foundation. I never really knew how they selected organizations mm-hmm. they gave to. So I just gave a few of who I knew that had their own nonprofit. Right. So I was just very humbled when I got an email, because I believe I got it like a day before launch, that they would do that and give to our organization to help spread awareness. Awesome. So how does that work then? If somebody wants to order some, would they get in contact with you or another Color Street representative? Oh, or how absolutely. does that work? Um, sometimes if they already have their own nail stylist or a stylist, mm-hmm. um, they go ahead and you know order from them. They can mm-hmm. get it on the web or they can personally order in my website, thebaldynailstylist.com, and okay. you'll be able to order it from there. Okay, cool. Well, I'll definitely put that link in the show notes. Is there any other way that folks can find you on social media if they're reaching out after they hear this interview? Oh, sure. You know, I have a Facebook page, Caroline Alanis, and then I have an Instagram, which is Caroline Alanis as well. I mean, pretty much if if you just Google Caroline Alanis, I think (laughs) you'll find a lot now. I'm pretty open on Instagram more than anything. Okay, great. Well, I will definitely put all those links in the show notes for folks to be able to reach out to you and connect. (laughs) And definitely the campaign for Autoimmune Awareness Month ends at the end of March. But is this something that you can see continuing into next year and and in subsequent years? I hope so. Yeah? I hope so. You know, I think it's all about who purchases. And if it's a popular set due to the organizations, I think it's all about that and how many people would actually want to spread awareness Mm -hmm. by, you know, by doing that, by, you know, placing an order and wearing it. 
Absolutely. Awesome. And, you know, I don't know if you have this as well, but a lot of folks with alopecia have um, ridges in their nails, right? You'll hear a lot of that. Do you have that as well? Or I do. I do. do. I never knew that, Mm -hmm. you know, until, of course, joining all the groups. Mm -hmm. I do. Now that I'm going through my changes in later life, I find that my nails are a little bit more brittle. I love the fact that these nail options, you know, the color straight nails can just cover that up if people choose to, because I mean, a lot of people really are have a pretty significant problem with those nails, you know, down to the cuticle beds and things like that. Yeah. So is it, do you find that it's safe for people to use Absolutely. that are having that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I loved and discovered about color street is that it has the same ingredients as an organic nail polish. And I love that because yeah. my, my pastora at church, she only uses and eats organic foods. Mm-hmm. So, you know, although she loved Color Street design, she wasn't going to buy because, you know, she was very particular what mm-hmm. she put on her body. Yeah. But when the Christmas sets came out, she says, I did my homework, Caroline, and I can use it. <laughs> so she's been using it ever since. So she loves it. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a great thing for folks who are, are working with that and, and want to just embellish their nails. And it looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, with me, it's always helped my nails to grow just again, because it adds an, an extra layer of protection. Mm, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this information. And if we want to order, folks can contact you in the links in the show notes. And also, yeah. if we want to have this campaign continued for years to come, it's it's good for us to just buy, <laughs> just buy Absolutely. a set, share a set. Yeah. Absolutely. And share. I'm hoping someday there will be just an alopecia one. I pray, you mm-hmm. know, that there will be. Because There's so many people who are getting alopecia. I don't know if they're getting alopecia now or they're just coming out. Because Mm -hmm. when I joined that international group I was talking about, there was only barely 6,000 people. Mm -hmm. And now when I go there, I see 21,000 people. That has grown since 2015, which means a lot more people are seeking more support, of course, and help. Absolutely. Well, we just need to. And even at work, my boss is great. I started a new job. He's always spreading alopecia awareness because, you know, people (laughs) see me, you know, and then, I mean, one day, I guess a regular customer comes in and she just says, hello. And I said, hello. And then she takes off her hat and then she has on a shirt I forgot what it said, but it surely said something like bald and beautiful. <laughs> and I said, do you have alopecia? And she says, yes. And, it, and if we could have hugged, I know we would have. I said, mm-hmm. no, uh, when I start up my dinners again, I'm going to have to invite you. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Awareness. Awareness is so important. Education is so key. And I think just talking about that 6,000 members to 20,000 members in the international alopecia community, it's really about talking about it, right? We're talking about it. Your boss is talking about it. It's less of a stigma to be bald these days than it was for us when we were growing up. So if we can continue that and just keep spreading the message, you know, all we have to do is go up. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, at the same time, I mean, if, if somebody had to ask me what would be my biggest advice in having alopecia, I would really say, you know what? You don't have to walk bald. Walking bald is not for everyone. Exactly. It's not. However, don't keep it a secret. Go have fun with your wigs, with your mm-hmm. scarves. Oh my gosh. That was what I wanted. I wanted to have 30 different wigs. <laughs> After I started coming out, it's like, if people ever asked, is that a wig? Because, you know, that's the biggest fear we have. Right, right. I mean, we don't want people asking. Not, and I was ready to say, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow I'll have a different one. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Caroline, thanks so much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Alopecia Life today. If you want to reach out and purchase Color Street Autoimmune Awareness Nail Art this month, please check out Caroline's link in the show notes. The more purchases that are made, the increased chance of continuing awareness for alopecia awareness. The National Alopecia Areata Foundation is the recipient of Color Street's Giving Back campaign. So by purchasing March Awareness Art, those dollars go to the continued efforts NAF is making to raise alopecia awareness. I just ordered my set from Caroline's Color Street website. It was super simple to do as a guest, and I just used PayPal. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.